Well, hello, everyone. First time being live here. I have Jesse Marshall right around after this drop. The Pittsburgh Penguins have officially made a big trade. Ricard Raquel comes from the Anaheim Ducks to the Pittsburgh Penguins for looks like a second round pick, a prospect, and a roster player. Do not know the roster player yet, but I'm sure it's going to break as Jesse and I are analyzing this. So that's all of that is coming up right after this drop. Stick around. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the first live edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO. Underscore Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So, joining me now, of course, is Jesse Marshall. Jesse, man, uh, it looked like there wasn't going to be much to talk about, but of course, Ron Hextall has to make us all sweat. And now the Penguins looks like they fi- they are making a trade for Ricard Raquel. So, first off, how you doing, and what do you make of the trade? Doing well, Hunt. I uh, I honestly thought, dude, we we're gonna have a show today that was gonna be like you and I trying to like talk people off the ledge, like of pure panic. Yeah. Like, my Twitter timeline for like the majority of the day today, especially when the Rangers got hot and they like started to make trades. They they bring in Mott and Cop. Yep. Uh, people started to like get a little nervous. I think in Pittsburgh, like sweating a little bit. So I was fully expecting this to be like a funeral Paul esque show, and here we are now. Uh scrambling to discern what the details of this trade are while we do this podcast so it's an exciting afternoon it is it is i'm telling you it is going to come in as we are recording this as i said in my opening bit but you know again it looked like for a while you know brian burke goes on sportsnet and tsn a couple of times yeah we're probably not going to be that active today i mean what else is he going to say he's not going to come out and say oh we're open for business how about you all give us a call um but, you know, the Penguins, they get that scoring winger that they desperately need. Um, that's huge. You know, this is I, – I know this is a really good team. They just went up, came off a brutal stretch where they played very well against some of the best teams in the league. And to add Ricard Raquel, a player who has had good finishing ability, but, you know, it's definitely gone down a bit. The last couple of years, his finishing – I mean, it's not the same, but he's also with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I think it's a slam dunk, and you also don't have to give up your first-round pick. I think that's probably big for Ron Hextall there. You're giving up a prospect that's probably not going to be NHL-ready for a while. I'm curious, again, to see who the roster player is because they're up against the cap. Part of me thinks it might be Kapanen, um, or another bottom six winger, but I'm not really not sure right now. Again, that's going to come in here probably any time now. Jesse, what was your immediate reaction to when you saw this? Uh, I, I'm really a big fan of it. I, you know, I think that he fills a, a role in the system. I think this is a really good example of the general manager and the staff being aligned with the coach uh, on what the kind of player they're looking for. I think you kind of saw that with Jeff Carter, Dan Heinen, Brock McGinn. Um, you know, as much as people don't want to hear it, Dominic Simone, right? These yeah. players are all players that could play the system. Uh, and I think there's a marriage between the philosophy uh, of the office and the staff and the actual on-ice product, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want those things to be in harmony. And no disrespect to Jim Rutherford, right? But I feel like there were times where Mike Sullivan ended up with players that he probably didn't want and didn't know what to do with. It was kind of like he had to juggle them into the lineup. 
Uh, this is a player that will fit in nicely, not overtly physical, but will grind, I think can get uh, into scoring areas uh, and play like, you know, uh, how about this? Here's a name for you that I'll throw out there that I think when Raquel's not scoring, he almost plays like a Feta Tanko-esque role for a team. Okay. Where, like, he's not noticeable, really. You're not like – and Corey uh, from Shutdown Line uh, from All Three Zones Project said this today on Twitter. He goes, there are times where I'll watch games I don't even know he's playing. Then you look at stat sheet and like, oh, he had a pretty good game. And then the next night he dangles somebody and scores a phenomenal goal. Yeah. And I think it's kind of what you end up with, right? Historically, th this is important. I want to make this point. I like this buy, not just because of the system fit, because it's it's buying hot. Like this is an example of the Penguins who are not a good finishing team, right? Like buying a guy who's in the middle of a really good finishing year when he hasn't had one in a while. So strike while the iron's hot, right? Like that's what the story is here. Like let's go get a player you could plug into the top six who, who's already on a roll, right? And if you have a player who's already on a roll, yeah. a great way to keep that going, Hunter, put him with Evgeny Malkin. Uh, probably You're probably going to gain some good net results out of that if you have a hot player uh, playing with a center in, in Malkin who's playing some really great hockey right now. So, And it could be Crosby too. You know, I don't know. I mean, Josh Yohe – uh, at the athletic, my buddy says that uh, he thinks that it's they're gonna Russ is gonna move back up, uh, and the sense is that you'll get Malkin playing with Raquel, uh, and I just I like that partnership. I just do. I think that uh, Raquel's as unremarkable as his offensive skills are, Hunter. As unremarkable as they are, he does pull rabbits out of hats every once in a while. Mm. But period, point blank, I just think he's got a good release. Like that's the one thing about his offensive skill set: quick, fast, unassuming release. Uh, I love a player who's got some size about him uh, that can go out and play that way with Evgeny Malkin. I think that's great. Yeah. And, you know, even for this year, he is averaging over half a point per game, 16 goals um, in 51 games, 28 overall points. And, you know, that's on a Ducks team that is honestly not that good. I mean, you know, last year, Danton Heinen was not good, that good over there, comes over to Pittsburgh and he's only what three goals away from tying his career high. So and a lot of people, I think, question that move by Ron Hextall at the time. It's turned out, I think, pretty good, even though, you know, there have been times where he hasn't shown up on the score sheet. But that's what happens when you have those depth players. They sometimes go into a little bit of a rut, and then they don't score a little bit. And then, oh, they come back and score in a few games in a row and then go quiet. That's just – that's the nature, I think, of depth scoring um, in today's NHL. Um, you know, I do think putting Brian Russ back up on Crosby's line – is pretty sweet, though I, I really liked how Rodriguez was doing with Gensel and Crosby. I think they had a better expected goals for percentage and better um, scoring chances for percentage than Rust up there, which was interesting. But, you know, it just – this move to me makes the team a, a lot more deeper, a lot more formidable to go up against. Um, you know, if they get Jason Zucker back at some point after the deadline, that is also going to be a major, major help. I don't think enough people are talking about that, Jesse. Um, yeah, you know, he, he I, for as much crap as he takes and, and I get it, you know, he's been banged up a lot. Maybe the fit hasn't been there at times, but you know, he still played some of his best hockey next to Evgeny Malkin. And if that's your second line with him, Malkin and Raquel with a Gensel Crosby Russ top line, that's a pretty good top six that allows Danton Heinen to go down to the third line with Jeff Carter and maybe Evan Rodriguez. You can put your fourth line of McGinn, Bluger uh, and Aston Reese. Um, the Penguins have a lot. And I mean, a lot of options to, to, you know, to go through here and, you know, it just, this move makes them a better hockey team, despite his finishing, you know, not being what it once was, but still, you know, and 
so far this year, he's almost at 20 goals and the Ducks are honestly not that good. So I really do think this is a pretty good move um, by the Penguins. And, you know, it's, it's funny, man. A lot of people were de- getting on Ron Hextall for not really doing anything. I hope he uh, shut those detractors up a little bit so far. <laughs> he did. Uh, like a lot of them are, are big Raquel fans. So everybody's like on it. Twitter is very happy about this. We'll see who the roster player is. Um, maybe that sentiment um, changes. Uh, I did get an interesting note from Megan Chaka at Stathletes, who's just mm. like, if you're not following Megan, stop your life and go on Twitter and change it. Uh, she dropped a lot of good stuff about Raquel on Twitter, but he, I did not know this. He's 25th uh, in shots off the rush, all situations for forwards. Oh, wow. Uh, and that's, you know, you think about like, I go back to the system stuff and why I think this is such a good partnership, but, you know, the Penguins are really tough on her at, the, at both blue lines. We know that. They love to get turnovers and go and counterattack. And uh, there's a lot stingier defensively. I think a lot of people were willing to give them credit for. You need players that can attack off the rush. I and mean, that's what this team does. They do it They do it well. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, we talked about this on your show, that I think the success of Evan Rodriguez earlier this season was entirely driven by that. Uh, it's where Brian Rust finds his success. You have to be able to do it to play in the system. And that's a pretty good sign uh, for uh, all forwards to be, you know, 25th. That's a, that's a player you'll happily happily have on your roster. Absolutely. Yeah, I did not know that either. 25th among the um, any everyone in the league um is pretty good and you know i just i'm glad that you know hextall saw this opportunity to go all in the new york rangers just made a couple of decent trades andrew cop i think is a pretty good player tyler mott is a good fourth line center there washington made a couple of trades carolina also went out and got max domi so the metro's starting to load up a bit jesse um you know probably not as much as the atlantic because tampa bay went out and made a couple big trades Florida is just going full 2013 Penguins with <laughs> almost acquiring Douglas Murray and Brendan Morrow. It, it, the comparables, um, I guess at least I know Claude Giroux is a better player than Brendan Morrow at the time. But, um, you know, the East is absolutely loaded, and I'm glad that the Penguins did not sit pat um, at, at this deadline, even though um, it definitely would have made sense in a way. But, you know, we're going to get to that um, coming up here right, right And hold on. Just I got to make this yeah. out there because I, I – I went a little overboard dunking on the Claude Giroux trade. I want to self, I want to self own about that because I forgot that the Penguins traded Yarmir Yager for Chris Beach and Ross Lucas Chuck and Michael Civic. So I want to walk back some of the trash I talked about the Giroux trade and temper it a little bit uh, with the knowledge that the Penguins have too been owned in similar situations. It was. I will say the fun. The funny thing about the Giroux trade was that it was the only team he wanted to go to. He didn't want really want to go anywhere else, and that's probably why they just didn't get, they get that good of a return. I like that he kind of screwed Philadelphia on the way out because you know what did they really ever do to him during his career there? Um. Anyways, that's a they did overpay point. for Ben Cherry. I mean, that was un- that we thought that was like them setting the market and that the, like the market was just going to stay that high, but it that, that was where it peaked actually. It peaked there and then it went down afterwards. So I think Florida like set the bidding like at an unreasonable level and, and uh, it kind of like tempered out after that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're 100 right, um, Jesse. After this commercial break, I'm gonna get your thoughts on, you know, Brian Burke's comments today about you know they didn't want to trade John Marino and you know I know you wrote that piece last week about that. I'm gonna just ask you know just why you thought it was the correct move to keep Marino. You know, I personally agree with you. I didn't really think it makes sense uh, to trade him, but. Um, before that, our next partner has a product that I use basically every day. I started taking athletic greens because, you know, kind of wanted better health. Heck, my girlfriend even uses it, you know, gives her more energy. She likes to go on walks with a dog every now and then. So you're probably wondering, what is this stuff? 
stuff, excuse me, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics to help your, you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and your aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup, scoop and a cup of water every single day, and that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Jesse. So, you know, Brian Burke went on to Sportsnet today and said, you know, well, you know, we're not trading John Marino. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, I ended up tweeting that out and I, I got mostly some positive responses from that, though there were a couple of few negatives. Um, to me, man, I'm glad they held on to him because it doesn't make sense to deal him, um, especially with Chris Latang up after this year. If you deal him and Latang walks to Montreal, which seems to be getting hotter mm. and hotter by the day with all the reports. Hold on today, a second, Hunter. It's yeah. Zach Aston Reese. They, they traded the Aston. What? Really? Zach Aston Reese is the player going back to Anaheim. Wow. Mm. I'm actually, I'm surprised. I'm, I, I will, I, I will say that I'm. Wow. Well, I'll say this. I, I'm just, I'm surprised because he was great defensively on that line. That's, that's the, Denver. that's the only benefit. Yeah. That's it. And I think, I think you're in a situation where this team is very good defensively, right? Whether he's in or out of the lineup, yeah. I think it's very good defensively. Uh, I don't think offensively he's got the smack uh, that you, you kind of need to, to justify mm -hmm. keeping him in a lineup with other players who are really good defensively, right? <laughs> he's not the only forward on this team that's really good defensively. Yeah, uh, There are a lot of them. Uh, now, he's affordable, right? He's on a, a super cheap deal. Believe it's um, below two. I mean, that's great, right? You love that, but as a total, has really become a total black hole offensively, both individually and on a line with other players. Uh, I so I, you is not difficult for me to see this as a situation where the, they kind of deem him as being surplus to their requirements because they have so many other players, again of that ilk that are better than he is, offensively. Maybe not as good defensively, but I think it's very clear that they've decided that. They're probably okay uh, with that otherwise. So, yeah, and you know, one of my, you know, one of the my favorite follows on Penguins Twitter, you know, Jason J underscore A one fifty five. You know, he even tweet tweeted out that it didn't look like Aston Reese was probably going to come back next year. So, um, that I think definitely played into this because remember he only took that one year deal. Again, it was below two million, and you know, I think I've been waiting for Aston Reese to finally show up with his offensive game. I thought it was coming out last year where he actually wasn't bad in the offensive zone, but only two goals this year. One of them was an empty net. I think that was like his first game in 30 plus games or something like that. So um, I, I guess in a way I'm a little surprised, but also in a way I'm not. Um, I will say, Jesse, I'm glad they didn't. This is probably going to sound weird to some fans. I'm glad they didn't give up Kapanen because he started to show signs of life. I'm glad it wasn't someone like Evan Rodriguez because he's been better as of late. Um, Teddy Bluger, same thing. Um, you know, if there was a player in the bottom six to give up for, to get Raquel, 
I think that's the player that you have to give up, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Bob deleted the Mar- the Czar tweet. So let's see. I did just get independent confirmation on my phone that it was Czar. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. I'm going to. Yeah. No, no, no worries. Yeah, I'm just I'll keep obviously um, yeah, sorry. Uh, talking here. I'll be curious to see who the prospect is. See, it's probably someone that's not that good, um, in my opinion. Um, second round pick is whatever. I don't really care about that. Neither should the Penguins. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning just gave up yeah. multiple first round picks for Brandon Hagel, and they're not they're not going to care about those if they're going for a three peat. Um, so, you know, if it if it is Czar, you know, I know Bob um, didn't deleted the tweet. Um, you know, I think it's surprising in a way, but also not surprising in a way. I, I'm curious to see though, Jesse, if it is him, who do you think is a good replacement on that line when McGinn comes back? Um, and Teddy Bluger, because it could be Dominic Simone, though. I mean, I know people have been I guess underwhelmed by him. I know he doesn't score a lot. You know, he's okay playmaking wise, he's good defensively. It could be Brian Boyle. I know he's a bit slower than those other two players, but he's been quite the surprise this year. He's almost at 10 goals. I don't think anyone expected that out of Brian Boyle this year. So um what what do you who do you think should replace Aston Reese if he is the one going back to make the salary work? Hold on one second. Guy, don't worry. Jesse is just trying to confirm <laughs> with his sources here. All right, one second, one um, second, one second. It's the source is called Trust Me Bro. No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> but um Yeah, uh, Jesse, Jesse has Yeah, I mean, I think this is right though. I'm sorry. I'm just like I feel like Go this ahead. is I feel like this is correct. I feel good enough that like I just, I'm gonna like I that I tweeted it, you know? So um, He's beating out Bobby Margarita, guys. That that's that's the big thing. No, I just think Bob was right. I don't know why Bob deleted his tweet. That's weird. When you, hey, you, you beat you beat out Bob you beat out the Bob father even though he deleted the tweet so that at the end of the day you're no I I swear I got it from initially it was from Bob okay <laughs> yeah but then like other people te- like were were like they're like no no it's definitely right so yeah I'm just trying to figure out I don't know well anyway now, well, okay now, your initial question yeah. was uh uh who do you who, who do you think replaces ashton reese on a full-time basis with zucker coming back at some point raquel coming in is it ryan boyle maybe is it dominic simone just wanted to yeah I, so the nice thing about this too right is that you have a situation where you get the trickle down effect right so you yeah. have raquel moves in so we're gonna assume for a second that rust moves up right um i i look i know this is you know not the hottest opinion of all time uh but i, I People are really down on Evan Rodriguez, right? I agree. Um, And I I still think, but I I think there's been flashes, Hunter, where like in this period of time, people have pointed out that there are still things that he does when he's not scoring that are good. They're just not good for the top six, right? They're good things. You want them in the lineup. You don't want them alongside Sidney and Evgeny Evgeny Malkin when there's nothing else taking place. There's no other scoring happening. Um, I'd love to see him get more utility in the lineup. I think he's got the ability to slide down and take – a defensive role because he's a good four checker and he's had good defensive results all year with how he's handled and taking care of the puck. Uh, so I still, th- again, I still think there's a, a home uh, in the lineup for him, um, you know, depending on the situation, but yeah. Um, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the fourth line, I guess defensively, it maybe takes a little bit 
of a hit. You know, I, I've I, my opinion has kind of changed on the fourth line going to this year because I personally think Teddy Bluger has been the one to make that line go. I mean, we saw how valuable he was to the team when he was out for you know those number of games with a broken jaw. Um, he's just incredible at both uh, sides of the rink. Um, but you know, now when you stack up the Penguins against you know some of the other teams in the Metro, you know the Rangers. I know they made a couple of trades today. Looks like there's a third team involved with the Max Domi trade, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm looking here on Twitter. Sounds like Florida's yeah. the broker between Carolina and Columbus. Um, Washington goes out and get Johan Larson and um, a reunion with Marcus Johansson. Mm-hmm. And I almost forgot that he was on Washington a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. um, how do you think the Penguins stack up to these teams in the Metro now that all of these moves, it looks like, have made? I know the Penguins haven't officially announced the trade yet, but just w- what do you think? There's 33 trades in the queue right now at the Central Registry. That seems like a lot. That seems like a lot, right? You just got told there's 33? 33 trades in the queue. Jesus Christ. That's Mark Scheig, by the way, in Columbus that that has that information. Good Christ. (laughs) Wow. Holy smokes. Um, 33 trades. I kind of feel like there's stuff that hasn't been announced. I mean, either they haven't processed things, which seems weird, or... There's just a back. I don't know. Anyway, um, the Rangers got better. We have to talk about that. I mean, they did. They just got yes. better. Now, I, here's the thing. Like, to what to what extent though? Because they're a team that struggles to score. Yeah. And Mott and Cop are really like super going to help you with that, right? They're annoying players to play against. I think like, you know, the Rangers finally. I think after a whole year of searching, have finally got their their fourth line center. Uh, they were in the middle of the Greg McHegg experience, uh, which yeah. the Penguins are in, and all teams that are missing a center inevitably have a Greg McHegg experience. So it's an upgrade for them there. So I think they they got better. I don't yeah. think they got better at a level that even if – here's the thing, and let's just pretend this Raquel trade doesn't happen, right? I would still say I, I'm not super concerned outside of goaltending about the Rangers at an even strength level, right? I mean they have – look, they have an at-heart candidate, right, at, 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 in goal. You have yes. to acknowledge that. But if you take that out of the equation for a second, I think the Penguins, even without Raquel, are a much better team at even strength. So so there's that. Um, but you got, I mean, you got Carolina, that's, that's you know, they're already so good. You know, so I, with Max, we add Max Domi as a, basically a depth player for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. I, I Carolina, I, I think, is a team that, doesn't match up super well with the penguins or the penguins don't match up super well with because their forecheck doesn't really work against Carolina. Um, Raquel helps with that, right? Cause he's a bigger, heavier forechecking player, but that's still such a tough matchup. And then Washington, like, I don't think either of those moves really help Washington where they need help the most. So they're cursory pieces for me. Um, probably spells the end of the Daniel Sprong experiment in the national hockey league, I would think. Um, but I, I, I don't think it puts Washington any closer than they were. Um, so I think the Rangers, like, to, to sum it up, the Rangers do get better to what level? I don't know. Canes get better. They were already really good. Penguins get better, I think, at a very, very big level. But everybody else is kind of like, you know, I think in this division anyways, kind of status quo. Before we get back to our very special episode with Jesse Marshall of The Athletic, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to a resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bart. Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first 
protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are all so good. Um, all built Bars also are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with them. Heck, they are better than candy bars. You can go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You will be blown away. Most of built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. There's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I mean... I still think division hierarchy wise, you know, Carolina obviously belongs at the top. Pittsburgh's right there. Um, I would probably have the Rangers right behind them. And then, you know, Washington, they're a pretty good team. Um, but, you know, I just don't know if they have, you know, the full firepower to go up against some of the better teams um, in the conference. You know, I, I was making the joke on my Twitter last night that the Rangers are just basically going to go either way to almost every win at this point because, I mean, I was watching that game against Carolina and it was ridiculous how it wasn't even Shesterkin that was playing like a hard trophy contender. It was Alexander Georgiev having the start um, of his life uh, to, to say the least. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm glad overall that, you know, the team decided to make a move. Um, I was going to ask you about this, Jesse, you know, I saw you tweeted this, you know, earlier, had they not made a move, would you have been, upset because this is really one of their last runs at it or would you have understood because I know I kind of see both sides to it you know I was mainly on the side that they needed to make a move because the conference is already loaded we already know who the eight playoff teams are they needed another winger that can you know finish his chances but on the other side I understand that they don't have a lot of salary cap space you have a general manager um that you know I think you said it best on your Twitter there's a lot of pressure from him because he doesn't do a lot normally. He keeps a very you know tight lip on things. Um, just where would you would have st- stood if they decided to you know what we like our guys and we're just going to roll with what we have? Yeah, it's one of those situations that uh, I, I I felt I was talking about just the environment right that that McKenzie or uh, that McKen- I'm talking about Bob McKenzie again on my goddamn Twitter uh, that Hexall is, is that, traded. <laughs> what's that? Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, and a prospect and a second round pick to the Ducks. So Zara was it? Yeah, okay, and so Dominic I was right. Simone. Well, my integrity stands. Woo! Jesse, Jesse got it, guys. But I'm <laughs> but, <laughs> you hear the relief in my voice? Like I put it all on the line with that. I was like, no, I believe it. I'm I'm like sticking to the Jesse sources confirmed that Aston Reese has been traded. So that that's that that's the big win here <sighs> of the Man. day. Yeah, my butthole is tight there. Um, I think Hextall is in a bad spot, Hunter, because it, the, the reason that he left Philadelphia, like the, the talk there was that he was too complacent, right? And he had a team that was competitive. And it was kind of like borderline. Um, 
you know, I don't know the borderline of the level the Penguins are right now, but borderline, and he didn't do enough to like tip that ship, right? Um, and and now he comes here to a situation where there's a ton of pressure to win in a limited window of time in a seller's market with no cap space up against a deadline. <laughs> you know, and that's an insurmountable amount of pressure to me, you know, just thinking about the human element to this. And I'm not here to write like a sob story about Ron Hextall. I don't, I don't know the man like that. I just, that's the way it is. That's just the reality of the situation he's in. So my theory and what I said today all day long was that if nothing happens, right, if they don't do anything, yeah. um, you, you know, we're never going to know what the offers were. We'll never know the insider behind the scenes, behind the curtain. This is what he turned down. This is what he didn't take. But noting the market, noting what he was up against financially, you'd have to imagine that, you know, um, not being, not making a move would have been a reasonable outcome now. And I said not to get like long winded here, Hunter, but I said that I think the penguins are, if you look at the top of top tier of teams that have a legitimate shot at the Stanley cup, the penguins are the last team on that list. Right? So like, here's your list of maybe seven or eight teams. The penguins are dead last. This move maybe jumps them one or two spots. Still not enough really to put them in the top five, maybe. Right? Like it's, which is fine. Honestly, right, you know, but that, that's that's the reality of the situation, right? That's they they have a cap, right? People kept telling me all day today, man. Craig Patrick really went for it. Craig Patrick didn't have a damn thing to care about with financials. No financials mattered for those teams in the night. There was just do whatever the hell you want. It was the rule, right? Uh, you can't make a comparison. It's a totally different situation. So, I you know, I, for me, I think he's done as well as he can do, uh, given the circumstances. Um, you know, I guess that also answers our question, Hunter, of who's going to slide down the lineup. It's not going to be Dominic Simone. Uh, well, what I said about five, 10 minutes ago is not true now. That is for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I would have to assume with that news, um, it's probably Brian Boyle. Um, I think he's earned it. You know, I don't think he was ever going to be traded. Um, you know, here's the thing too, Go ahead. with, with Boyle, right? Yep. Our playoff is the playoff style of play Hunter that fast that his lack of speed is going to be as discernibly noticeable. I don't think so. Like, you know, games are generally muckier. There, there's, there, there's more, there's, there's, you know, penalties get called. But there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get called, right? Like it's the way the playoffs are. And I think it's just a, it's a grindier style game. It bothers me less in a, in a series like New York to see Boyle in the lineup. I, I don't think he's out of place in, in that series. Now, Carolina, maybe we revisit that conversation. Because so much yeah. skating is going to be involved with that, but for Rangers, I, it's that's perfect. That's fine. That yeah, Carolina is definitely the team that can not only skate with the Penguins, they can outskate them. And I think of all the teams they played this year, out of sixty-three games so far, that's been the team that's carried the play the most against the Penguins. Um, which just goes to show how great Carolina is. I mean, that's going to be. I think if they play in the playoffs, it's a seven-game series, um, in my opinion. Um, also, I will say if that's the final deal, and it looks like you know Bobby Margarita here, you know love how he comes out of retirement and just decides to break deals for one day, then he's going to go back to his little cottage. Um, you know they're dealing; the Penguins are dealing from a position of strength. Um, I think that's pretty big. You know they were known for their depth forward-wise. Hmm. Um, Dominic Simone, for as good defensively as he was too, he also was not putting the puck back in the back of the net a lot. He was also probably going to be come playoff time. A 13th or 14th forward, that's okay. Um, so, and then obviously for Aston Reese, you know, we already touched on that. So, um, 
I'm a, I'm a fan of the deal. I know there's four parts going back for a player that hasn't hit 20 goals um, in a few seasons. But, you know, you got to give to get, you know, these. Pace to 26, though, I think this year. So, yep. is that right? Is I that think, right? I think you're, let me double, let me, let me double check. No, he's 28. Okay. Great. Yep. So you'll take it. Like I said, strike when the iron's hot, right? I mean, this is a team, like I've been saying this all day long. This is a team that's certainly, you know, Raquel aside, not a great finishing team. They're not. They're just, that's the reality of the situation. But they're also, I think, like shooting way below what their expectation and average is right now. So, you know, kind of put two and two together here, right? Like certainly not a great finishing team, but I think things are kind of drier right now than they would usually be. You kind of hope a player like Raquel helps to kick up some dust around and, and, yeah. and you know, help a couple other players out to find the back of the net a little bit. And then you can get everybody hot as you go into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. And, you know, I know they're 30th in the league in finishing right now, which is uh, pretty crappy. I know uh, they're all the other metrics are top 10, but if that even regresses to mean a little bit and Tristan Jari keeps this up, um, I think the Penguins will be cooking even more here. Um, Jesse, anything else to say before we wrap up this very special live edition um, of the podcast? I'm sure I'm sure you're going to honestly have an article coming out on Raquel at some point, you know, maybe this week or next week highlighting um, his game and all that, because, you know, this is honestly a player that I think some fa fans in this fan base have been wanting for the last few years. Um, and he's been on the block, I think quite a lot just because the ducks have not been good. Pat, fat, Pat Verbeek, excuse me, was finally able to pull the trigger. Um, anything else before we wrap up? No, I, you know, again, I, I think, you know, people generally for, for whatever reason, uh, are sleeping, uh, on how good the penguins are and generating quality scoring chances already, yeah. right? Without this player, uh, top 10, like you said, I mean, they're, they're, you look across the board in most metrics, this is a team that the data says is going to compete for a Stanley Cup and should compete for a Stanley Cup. Uh, this trade helps that immensely. It does. It helps that immensely. It gives them a boost where it's sorely needed. It adds a lot of play driving to their top six. Uh, and to be frank with you, it's really at the expense of not a lot. Because at worst case scenario, you've got to reach down and, grab a Drew O'Connor or a big Z and throw them into a role for a while. And I think they've proven capable. So maybe it forces some younger players to get some time in the roster. I don't think that's a bad thing down the stretch run either. So this is, this is all fine. I know there's an emotional attachment for Zach Aston Reese. to like yeah. a lot of people, um, but again, at the end of the day, Hunter's this, it is what it is. He's not, I don't think good enough offensively to, um, you know, if, that, if that's where the interest lies, you know, you've got to do it. Yeah. I, I completely agree there. You know, <clears throat> I, I know, you know, I, I think you want, you, you said it best, but I, whatever I was about to say um, was probably just going to be um, a bunch of hogwash, but you know, Jesse, I really appreciate you coming on this first, you know, live edition, especially on trade deadline day. I thought again, for a while, it looked like we probably weren't going to have a lot to talk about. Um, Ron Hextel has still not even met with the media yet. So I don't even think this trade has gone through. As you said, there was 30 plus trades still in the queue. Um, but you know, again, Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'll let you plug your socials and everything in case somehow people do not follow you. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah at jmarshfof on the Twitter, uh, and then the rest of it's all uh, appearing on the Athletic. Yep, I completely agree. You know, and Trey Smith here in the comments, you know, he's basically saying, you know, uh, you know, we're a top eight roster in the league with with how deep we are. The system is great, and I completely agree. You know, Mike Sullivan is going to. I think find a really great use for Raquel and this is going to be one tough out 
I think, in the playoffs if, you know, the finishing is good and the goaltending continues to be really stellar as well. But that'll do it for this one. I'll be back on Tuesday. This episode is also going to be up on audio platforms a little later on. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, if you are not subscribed already, please uh, you know subscribe. And of course, click the like button on the video. I will be back with another episode on Tuesday.